Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Andrew, tell us a little bit about Patreon, why don't you? Tell us a little bit about Patreon. What is there to say about Patreon? I mean, you can go there and you can donate to us and then you can get a lot of cool perks. Like, I don't know, commentaries, a whole entire musicals, and David Hasselhoff, and... A lot of other cool stuff. There's also After Party now, which is uh, just straight up. You can hear us talk even more about certain topics and musicals that we already discussed somewhat. A lot of cool stuff. But it's like, but it's like you're drinking with us, and you can probably talk us into the bedroom if you like talk loud enough. Uh-huh. Exactly. And the people who can currently do that are... Stephanie L., Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lear, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Tiskier, Colin McLeod, Fire September, Sam Bergman, Mina Mounieri, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, and Haley Murray. Very long we list now. We're, we're, getting, we're getting to a, a large amount here. Maybe one day our parents will finally love us. But these people give us a little financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks such as patron-only commentaries, the after parties, our episodes a day early, and much more to come, join us on Patreon. Alright, Andrew, are you ready to start the show? Oh, I'm ready. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. How are you doing today, Andrew? Well, I was doing okay. Uh, I'll I'll say that. And uh, I got home, and what do you know? There's a bunch of fairy tale creatures just at my house, in my room, chilling out. Like, I come over here to record the show. Hey, take, Pinocchio, shut your mouth. Sorry, they're still behind me. <laughs> they're still... Guys, get out of here. Sorry about that. They might make a little noise. Uh, there's this one dog that keeps barking. Uh, so what are you gonna do? But that's that's a, how. How are you doing, Jess? <laughs> I need a friend, and I'm gonna just keep talking and talking and talking and talking. I'm also you... with Eddie Murphy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't, because I'm the comic relief sidekick. In case you guys hadn't noticed by our great banter we have up here at the beginning. Wow. This week. Very good banter. We are, we are talking about Shrek the Musical. Keep your big, bright, beautiful world. I'm happy where I am all alone. I've got all I need. So read a stinking sign. Shrek the Musical is a musical with music by Janine Tesori and a book and lyrics by David Lindsay Abair. It is based on the 2001 DreamWorks animation film Shrek and William Stieg's 1990 books Shrek with an exclamation point. That's the important <laughs> difference between the That's film the and the book. Of course. <laughs> After a trial run in Seattle, the original Broadway production opened in December of 2008 and closed after a run of over 12 months in January 2010. It was followed by a tour in the United States, which opened in 2010, and a revamped West End production from June 2011 to February 2013. And I find this weird. I find this musical What's very that? weird. What? Because I like about it. it. I, I shouldn't like this, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. <coughs> I don't know if there's anything, like, in there that's not to like, like, that's actively bad. But based on premise alone, like, just hearing, oh, they're making a musical of Shrek, what is your first thoughts? It's gonna be kind of like Into the Woods, but with Shrek. 
my first thought is cringe and oh god no we don't want this really i i mean maybe i'm just a huge shrek fan but i feel like it, it would work <laughs> <laughs> but it then they got work they got a really prestige composer janine Tesori, to write this music she eventually won her tony for fun home which i think is one of the greatest musicals of the last 20 years she also wrote carolina change the music for that and so much more stuff so she is like a big big composer and she did shrek yeah, and she did Shrek, and I think that her music really elevates the story of that mediocre dis- our DreamWorks film into something a little bit better. I I would love to hear why you think it's a mediocre film, but... What do you think of the original Shrek film, first of all? I mean, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I'd say it's uh, it holds up pretty well. It's probably up there with like other CGI animated movies of the same time period. I would say. I like it. Yeah, I like it. It won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. It was the first animated film to win the Oscar for Best Animated Feature because it was the first time that category existed. Yes. I don't it think this was fil- Jimmy Neutron? And Monsters, <laughs> Inc., which I think deserved it more. Really? I think this is better. I think Shrek is better than Monsters, Inc. Do you? I don't know. Shrek didn't make me feel emotional. Well, then you just don't have a soul. I'm sorry. <sighs> Why don't you like Monsters, Inc.? I know this is a tangent, but I'm curious. I do like Monsters, Inc. I just think Shrek is better. Okay, why? Um, I like, uh, I like Shrek's sense of humor a lot more. And I like the, uh, heart behind Shrek a lot more. I mean, I guess they're both about monsters that kind of have a heart, you know? But I think, I think Shrek, where the monster is actually considered a monster by the world... Versus Monsters, Inc., where everyone is a monster, so it's kind of not the, not really the same thing, is a, is a little different. I don't know. I feel like Shrek is just a cynical piece of media that's just Jeffrey Katzenberg's Absolutely. reaction to being fired from Disney. Like, that's all yes, I can see which it makes it better. Does it? Yes, because watching it, looking for all the shit that he's like, this is him taking a dump on Disney, looking for all that stuff, is it just makes it even more fun to watch. I disagree. It makes it uncomfortable to watch. It's like being fed something you didn't want in the first place. But I did want it. But that's why I like Shrek 2 a lot better, because I think that they actually had something they wanted to say there. I think Shrek 2 is better as well. But I don't think Shrek 1 is bad. Or mediocre. I think it's pretty good. I'm not even saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, animated films of that period goes, like, even of that year, I think I like Jimmy Neutron a little more. Okay, you need to get out. You need to leave. This is <laughs> you, you this conversation like Jimmy is Neutron? over. Jimmy Neutron is garbage. Okay, and the sooner you admit that, the better. No, I'm not admitting it. I don't think it's garbage. Okay, well, if it's not garbage, how come they <laughs> dance the chicken dance in the movie, and that's a major plot point? Mm-hmm. Okay, why does Shrek sing "Don't Go Changing" to try and please me? And the Shrek and the Swamp Karaoke Dance Party. I don't care about Shrek and the Swamp Karaoke Dance Party. I only care about Shrek the Movie and Shrek the Movie Part 2. <laughs> that sounds like you're talking about The Godfather. What's that? It's like you're talking about The Godfather. Yeah, I don't watch I don't watch Godfather 3. That's the bad one. I didn't like the first two either. I didn't much love The Godfather movies. The first two make me want to fall asleep. Have you tried to watch them? Yes. I literally tried to watch the Godfather movies this weekend, and they were both fine, but I feel like the version I had had in my head just was better than what I got on the screen, and I was a little sad about it. They made me want to fall asleep. They're not very exciting. I Kinda mean, boring. yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I'd rather watch, like, Goodfellas or something like that. Or Shrek. Or Casino. Or Shrek. Or Shrek. <laughs> as far as the movie goes, I mean, it is a musical. Uh, it's got... Uh, music and lyrics by uh, Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that the song All Star wasn't even written for Shrek? I did. It was written for, um, oh god, what is that movie called? Mystery Men. One of the Mystery most un- Men. underrated superhero films of all time, in my opinion. Oh. I, I mean, Ben Stiller is a superhero in my, in my eyes. Have you watched <laughs> that movie recently? <laughs> I haven't watched that movie ever. That movie's really good. That movie's actually good. 
isn't it didn't it flop pretty hard yes but the movie itself is actually good i'll have to check it out sometime like one character is like invisible but only if he's not looking at himself and you're not looking at him (laughs) like that's the kind of humor in that movie so not invisible (laughs) well that's kind of the joke until you get to the end he's actually invisible how how though I don't know that movie that movie applies by its own logic and like Janine Garofalo plays a character that carries a bowling ball but inside is a crystallized skeleton of her dad's head that like she can use to telecommunicate like it's a fucking weird interesting movie okay um all star isn't in Shrek the musical somehow and I don't I don't actually quite understand that Mm. because they wanted to write some good music for this and tell a story as opposed to um follow to a oh, here's the issue though here's the issue though um i'm a believer is in shrek the musical that was added much later fun fact that was added like oh, okay a significant amount later and i think that i'm with you all-star has much more connection to shrek as like a song than i'm a believer does and i'm really baffled that they chose i'm a believer to stick with well, that's because I'm a Believer is played when they play it in the musical, in the movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But what do you think of Shrek the Musical as compared to the movie? Um, it's different. And I think I like them about equal. Really? Um, yeah. I like all the backstory and the emotional verisimilitude they add to the musical. Like, I feel there's more pathos and emotion to the musical. Yes, but I like Shrek because it's a cynical... But they didn't take any of that away either. They have the cynicism, but they were like, you know what, why don't we actually give a thematic connection between Shrek and Fiona and give him, like, some emotional, like, pathos that he has to work with? That kind of takes away some of the cynicism, though. Adding some, like, sincerity does not take away from any cynicism. A little bit, yeah. Also, there's no WWE fight. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. That huge distraction, but there is tap dancing rats, so... Okay, I did, I love the tap dancing rats. Um, ta- did you know the Pied Piper is in the fourth movie of Shrek? He's one of the villains? No, I didn't make it that far. Okay, so in the fourth movie, the Pied Piper appears as a villain, and I can only assume that that was a reference to him existing in the Shrek universe. Just like how they have the fairy godmother dressed as she is in Shrek 2... Uh, and Puss in Boots shows up for literally three seconds. Um, yeah, so they're 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 adding in those references to other Shrek movies, except for the third one, which is garbage. They didn't reference that one at all, thankfully. So, what is your rating for the for the Shrek cinematic universe? What is your top ten? There's only like five movies, though. Yeah, including a spinoff okay. with Puss in Boots. Best movies. Uh, the best movie, Shrek 2, followed by Shrek 1, followed by Shrek 4, followed by Shrek 3, and then we get to Puss in Boots, and below that you have the TV holiday specials. Uh, Shrek um, the Halls and Scared Shrekless. Yeah, Scared Shrekless, and then below that you have Shrek's karaoke party. But no, the Shrek karaoke party is part of the film. Where do you rate, like, American Idol Shrek, where Simon Callow is there? Uh, Simon Cowell. You're right. Simon Callow is a British actor. Simon, yeah, we don't want to sully that guy's name by comparing him to the American <laughs> Idol guy. Um, that is, that is, I didn't even rate that because it's bottom of the barrel trash. It's F tier. <laughs> <laughs> But where do you rank the Chris Farley original recording of Shrek, where he plays Shrek? Um, uh, between, uh, between Shrek 1 and Shrek 4. Hmm. I'd honestly put Puss in Boots above Shrek 3, honestly. You might be right. I haven't watched Puss in Boots in a while, so you might be right about that one. And where do you rate the TV show Puss in Boots that was on Netflix? I've not and ever seen it. Not touching level. it. I don't want anything to do with Puss in Boots, the TV show. I, I've not seen it. I'm not watching it. I'm done with the Shrek universe, okay? They're re- I'm done with it. Um, ever since Universal bought DreamWorks, um, they're thinking about rebooting it with the Illumination people. So maybe we'll have minions in the Shrek world. Man, I can't 
fucking wait until I'm dead so I never have to think about seeing that. <laughs> you know what? I almost saw an Illumination film. Don't why, don't give them your money, okay? I That's almost, what they want. I almost saw the Grinch remake. Oh, God, why would you do that? I thought it looked charming. <laughs> it, it They trick you! It's a tr it's a trap, Jess. The trailer gives you like, oh, this is the heartfelt moments. They don't show you the garbage. <laughs> the whole rest of the movies, shit. They literally, Illumination movies are literally the trailer and then a bunch of shit. And e and sometimes the shit spills over into the trailer. Like they don't even have enough material in the for the trailer. Andrew, I got a question. Isn't that all movies? It's like the trailer, then a bunch of shit. <laughs> it's it's a lot of movies. It's not all movies. It's definitely every Illumination movie. <laughs> so what is the plot of Shrek the Musical, Andrew? Have you seen Shrek 1, perchance? Um, yeah, I have, believe it or not. Oh, it's that. It's it. They just do that. But they've added some new material and some backstory. But they haven't. They haven't added anything that changes the plot, though. They just added backstories. But it's good backstories, like things I was interested I, in that painted the characters differently and their actions differently. The Fiona backstory song is probably my favorite part, as far as stuff they added. Of the entire musical, possibly the entire musical, but definitely of the stuff that is new. Funny, because. In that scene, there are three different Fionos. You got a young, a middle, and an adult. And that is a trope that Janine Tesori would later use so perfectly in Fun Home to show the life of Alison Bechtel. So I like to think of that as proto-Fun Home. I also love them harmonizing, and it's it's her with herself. It's very cool. I love it. It's great. I, I like the fact that they were able to make Fiona come off as a little more crazy and i love sudden foster as a performer she's like the new bernadette peters i think that she's unafraid to look silly or goofy and i feel like in a lot of actors um not specifically broadway actors because they're a little bit more willing but a lot of actresses out there are always so worried about looking pretty and sudden foster is charming because she's almost never worried about how gorgeous she looks i actually really like how they changed fiona um, Fiona in the movie has like that Matrix style action scene, which I've always thought was a little weird. Um, which like, I get it. She's supposed to be a strong woman or whatever, but you don't have to have an action scene to show that. Um, she doesn't have to be able to kick anyone's ass to show that, you know? Mm -hmm. I kind of like just the gross stuff they added. Like, I like that she's openly willing to fart in front of Shrek. And I know that's a weird kind of I'm pretty nasty sure that's from the movie. Well, she doesn't almost, do that almost in the certain movie. this from the movie. No, no, she doesn't fart in the movie. Well, well she does do a form. ton of gross stuff, though. She does do a ton of gross stuff, though. Yeah, but showing an actress farting on stage is like either a weird fetish for some people or just something really groundbreaking. Yeah, and I know which one of them is why you like it, <laughs> but. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> I prefer it in the musical, honestly, because it does kind of show that they're bonding a little bit more without having a montage. Yeah. Which is Although what the movie I, relies I, on. I think, well, that's because they had to have that fight scene in, like, they didn't have the time to dedicate to the actual bonding, which They didn't have time to some... dedicate to the story, so they had a random fight scene in the middle. Because, you know, yeah, the movie's just to... bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that part of the movie is definitely better here. Um, what what else? Who I do you like, think um, had the worst life, Shrek or Fiona? Um, they're both pretty fucking terrible. I mean, they're pretty much the same. It, like honestly, right? I mean, they're both sent off to live by themselves in solidarity by their parents, for... who are supposed to take care of them and love them for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I think Shrek would maybe be a little worse just because he had to deal with like actual violence from other people while he was doing that whereas fiona was just kind of alone well fiona literally had to eat where she shat i mean did you see shrek's house <laughs> <laughs> no there's a difference between eating your own feces and having to eat in the same place you shit there's a difference that's true 
Um, but it did make her very good at dancing with rats. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, what do you think of the performances? Since like the Broadway production is so ubiquitous and on Netflix, what I really and we don't usually talk about performances here, but I am very curious as to what you thought of them, since they are kind of having um, to make their own version of what a actor already set up. I think most of them were pretty good. Um, I feel like the the accent on Shrek probably could have been a, a lot closer to what he actually sounds like in the movie. Um, but I guess that maybe would be a nitpick. See, I, I, I really think if you're complaints. in, pro- I really like the way that the guy talks in the musical. Brian Darcy James does an incredible job of Shrek. I think he does a really good job. It's just if you're coming from the movie and you're like, oh, is this going to be Shrek and he's going to do the Shrek accent and he doesn't really do it, uh, you know. He does an interpretation enough where it's like his own version of it, but it's still very much his Shrek. I prefer it because it sounds less like Fat Bastard. Well, to be fair, I think Michael Myers only has like two voices <laughs> that he can do. <laughs> he has the British one, he has his normal one, then he has Fat Bastard. And that's it. Yeah, so British, Scottish, and America himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's Canadian, so Canadian. Yeah, he speaks Canadian English, which is slightly different than American English. It's like English, except you talk like you're an idiot. All right, so let's keep on going. Very true. <laughs> what did you think of Farquaad? Because he is one of the character changes I'm not a big fan of in the musical. Really? He's the greatest thing. Okay, let's chat about that. You, you tell me more. <laughs> okay, well, number one... The whole costume design and the way the characters played is just the star of the whole first act, <laughs> I, at the very least. I love the <laughs> fact that he's just a guy on his knees the whole time. That is brilliant, like, staging. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that's fantastic. And his, like, it's dance a- number with everybody <laughs> is so... Like, the maybe the best part, like, as far as, like, staging and everything goes, like, just so fucking good. Um, yeah, but he's just a guy on his knees, uh, but I, I like that he has the backstory now where he is a, he basically is a fairy tale creature. Yes. Which, which makes it even, even more like, man, why do you hate fairy tale creatures so much? So, whereas before, da- before Daddy it was, was like, grumpy. Yeah, which is, that's really a funny, that's a funny line. (laughs) His dad was grumpy, literally. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, what what don't you like about Farquaad? I mean, I think he's a little too campy for me to think of him as a threat, whereas in the movie, one of the things I think the movie does better is Farquaad always feels like a threat. He always feels like an intimidating, imposing figure, despite like the, you know, the dick size complex and all that. I like that he has baby feet. <laughs> yeah, little toddler toes there. Uh, I don't know. I think I feel like he's still a threat in the same way that he was in the movie. Because in the movie, he was never really like like it was never like oh he's gonna kill Shrek. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> Shrek could kick him across the room. <laughs> he one hundred percent could have killed Shrek, or at least had someone do it on his behalf. Yeah, but he could have done that in this too. I think what they did is they made his they made his guards too uh, too pathetic. Maybe because like, there's never really a time where his guards are like gonna get Shrek or anything like that. I I mean yeah, but I mean if the let me describe it like this: if the trade off is sure, I sure. care about Shrek and Fiona more, but I don't really find Farquaad that threatening. That's great because I love Shrek and Fiona in this. I don't like Donkey in this. I feel like they amped him up too much. Yeah. And even made him Eddie too, Murphy was riding the line pretty closely. They made him too, like, flamboyant, if that's okay to say. <clears throat> I don't know if they did that or if that's performance is. Because I'm trying to think of, like, the actual script and the delivery. Yeah, maybe it wasn't sense. the delivery. I'm not sure. Because, I don't know, I don't... Honestly, Donkey is the nothing. most... He's a nothing, nothing character. character. In the movie, it's just like... You know, he's got a few funny lines, and I, I, I do like Shrek growing to like Donkey, I guess, a little bit. Um, but, like, he really doesn't have that much to do. He's just he's just comic relief. But I am so. going to say that I really do like his part in Who I'd Be. 
and like his build up to that like i think his like counterpoint is like so beautiful like i know we're not talking about songs yet but that song in particular i think is great and it's a good pathetic element to end act one on and dark donkey like seeing like oh shit you are alone like you're not just being an asshole for asshole's sakes and like being like i'm here for you dude like i think that's the best relationship development between those two in the entire show yeah you know you know what's kind of weird is they they cut donkey's backstory but they give backstories to everyone else what backstory does he have like the yeah remember in the in the uh, movie they have the thing where he learns to fly or whatever and yeah but that that scene wasn't that interesting it was mostly a joke about the other fairy tale creatures yes absolutely but that that kind of is donkey's backstory <laughs> and they cut it but they give everyone else a backstory which is a positive change because donkey doesn't need a backstory because donkey is nobody <laughs> much like rain the last jedi he's nothing nobody He's a boxcar and, and a jug of wine. But I don't like any of Donkey's, like, solo songs. Like, I don't like Make a Move and I don't no. like Don't Let Me Go. I honestly feel like he could have just been a character that didn't have any solo songs at all. And he just maybe has a, a backup part in some of Shrek's songs or... Maybe even I, just doesn't sing. <laughs> I do like Travel Song, though, because the the Shrek counterpoint with it that I think makes that work. And I think that would have been enough. He doesn't need songs. He doesn't have a character. <laughs> he's comedy. He's fun. He's he's just he's just a goof character. What's a, what's kind of weird is they they have the the dragon like singing and everything. I was expecting them to flesh out the dragon donkey relationship more, but I think they do less with it in this than they did in the movie. What do you mean? I mean, I like that song. I was just expecting them to have a bit more, but they kind of, uh, they have either the same amount or not quite as much as the movie did. There's never what'd the part th- where, where donkey What do you think of making him like a dragon. dream girls type of situation? Like almost. How like do you a, mean? Like they're kind of like a girl band. Oh no, I really like that. I, that's what I'm saying. I thought that was really cool, and I wish they did more with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the big puppet? I think the puppet looks incredible, and this is one of those musicals I have seen live, and I think it works really well live too. <laughs> I feel like the some of the the lip syncing didn't look quite right to me. Uh, yeah, but you're also looking at the actresses performing it, and it works a lot yeah. better that way too. It looked very cool, though. I really, I did like it. Actually, can a I... lot of the a lot of the sets in this are really are really nice looking. Yes, and can I talk a little bit about structure and how I'm glad they made the emotional choice and not the like visual choice? Um, sure. All right, and any other hands, and any less skilled, less intelligent hands, this musical's act one would end right after they say Princess Fiona and they get out of that castle. And they have that big... Yes. But this musical... I was actually expecting that. On the other hand, waits a little bit more until Shrek explains, basically has his big, like, this is what I wish my life was like song, and they all sing about this and their goals for act two. And the question isn't like, how are they going to get along? It's like, how are they going to figure out how they fit into this world with that wonderful song, Who I'd Be, which we'll go into later. Just structurally, that is a much more emotional response than say, oh, they got out. What are they going to do next? Yeah. No, it is much better. Um, And and then act act two is much more about them bonding and and rather than opening act two with that cave scene and having it be kind of awkward emotionally where it's like oh we're gonna start here um you start with uh dancing rats which is great and as you and i have talked (laughs) about musical theater structure the opening number of act two really shouldn't be a big plot number yes um Let's see, what else? Was there something? And I've mentioned before, I don't much like dance numbers. And if you're going to have a dance number, make it your opener of Act 1 so I can, or Act 2, so I can finish my dump. Um, Jess, two poops before the show. 
don't poop in intermission. You're going to miss a song. <laughs> Speaking of intermission, do you want to go into a sh- mid-show announcement? Absolutely. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donors over at Patreon. Our current Patreon supporters are Stephanie L., Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lehrer, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Tiskeer, Colin McLeod, Fire of September, Sam Bergman, Mina Maran, Manar, <laughs> Mina Maniri, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, and Haley Murray. Um, very huge thank you for the extra financial support that you guys give us over here. Help, uh, help us fund our endeavors. And if you'd like to join them in supporting, we have a ton of other perks, like the after party and commentaries, and even episodes a day early. So come on and check it out over at Patreon. Let's get uh, let's get back into it as soon as Jess is done passing a kidney stone. Do you ever read the Bible and get an erection? Only at that one part. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer a life like this It's not that complicated Sir, I'm fated to be lonely And I'm destined to be hated If you read the books, they say It's why I was created But I don't care Cause being liked Is grossly opening number big bright beautiful world i really like this song this is a great i want song and a great opening number i am like this is the moment where i'm like oh shit this isn't just a paycheck musical yeah also ogres with hair i thought that they were all bald i guess fiona's not bald but she's a half ogre she's not like a she's not a full ogre does that mean that shrek's just a guy that kind of shaves his head he's like a skinhead ogre I feel like he's naturally bald somehow. <laughs> I don't even think that's a thing, but I feel like he is. Are there people that are naturally bald? Can you be fully bald? Like, like you literally don't grow any hair? Is that a thing? Yeah, that is a thing. That's Shrek. But we see no, this in the is a movie, great song, he though. has ass hairs. That's true. We do see that in the movie. Sadly, they don't show us that in the musical. But he does 100% take a shit and wipe his ass with the fairy tale stories. Do you think it's a little too much of Anakin Skywalker syndrome? Just showing Shrek and his parents, like little baby Shrek. I think it's fine because, well, number one, this is this is a musical for kids. So spelling things out is totally okay with me. Um, And just having it literally be, hey, when he was a kid, he was told that he would be nothing and the world's not meant for him. Um, and, And, you know, just having it having that is totally fine with me. Can I talk to you about another version of this musical that could have been? Um, sure. What 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 is it here? So for a long time on YouTube, I have no idea if this is still uploaded. There was an alternate demo recording of another possible composer for the Shrek musical. Oh, and all of his okay. demos for it before they went with Janine Tesori. Okay, and their opening number was literally uh, it was I think it was called I love it in my swamp or something like that I wake up in the morning and have a satisfying poop stick my finger in my eye and dig out the crusty poop pop my finger in my mouth and enjoy the spicy taste it's always been my motto let nothing go to waste then I grab a juicy beetle and I chomp Life's terrific here in my swamp. <laughs> okay. So literally theirs was just, hey, remember that opening scene where they play All-Star? Here's a song about the stuff that happens in that. <laughs> yeah, whereas I just, I know that that is like diminishing and like, hey, but that is the easy answer. And these guys decided, no, what is the answer that would give us the most emotionally satisfying reaction to have Shrek figure out? 
Yeah. What is Shrek's goal from the very beginning of the story, and how does it change by the time we hit the ending? Which is why I think it's really good that it eventually comes back in the end, where he's like, no, my big, bright, beautiful world is not being on my own. It is a family with Fiona and Donkey and all these it's people in my life. It's a big, bright, beautiful world With possibilities everywhere If true love is blind Maybe you won't mind the view I know I'm not the handsome prince for whom you waited. I don't have a fancy castle and I'm not sophisticated. A princess and an ogre, I admit, is complicated. You've never read a book like this, but fairy tales should really be. Yeah, which, I mean, that's pretty much what the movie is about. So it really captures the whole spirit, you know? I bring that up not to be like, well, these people are idiots. It's more like the effort that was put into this musical is not unapparent. This is not a lazy show like a lot of Disney musicals are. They didn't just take the movie and just look at the movie and they're like, okay, well, literally what happens is... It opens in his swamp, and it's about how he likes his swamp. So the song is called, I Like My Swamp. <laughs> but sometimes in musicals, that is the option. That is the best answer, to be as simple as possible to state the, state the premise. Sometimes. But sadly, you can't play All-Star over a credit sequence <laughs> in a musical. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me. Song, but I know it's today. Um, I think I've already said that this was one of my favorite songs in the whole thing. So I stand by that. It's incredibly good. I really like giving Fiona an actual like character before she meets Shrek. Like, hey, this is what she is like. <laughs> this is what she cares about. We don't get it's a nice. much into Fiona's mindset in the movie. We get the scenes where she kind of prepares, but we don't really understand, okay, why does she prepare? Why is she like this? And this is like, she's been obsessing over this story. This is what's been engraved in her, like, and these issues. I think it, in the movie, it is, you can gather all that information. It's all implied. They're just never explicit with it. I don't think you get the insanity in Cameron Diaz's performance. I don't think you get, like, the... the no, leader. you don't quite... You don't quite get the obsession with it, like, as much. Because she kind of she kind of gives up after the first couple scenes. Like, there's, like, two scenes where at the castle where she's like, you are supposed to be handsome and da-da-da. But then after, after like, a little bit, she's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> well, the thing about this is you understand why she's been that way. She's like, all right, there's a princess in the tower and there's a prince that's coming. And that's how the story goes. And that's why my parents locked me up here. And that's what I have to look forward to. It's so sad that she keeps saying that she knows it's today forever. It's so sad. I'm I'm going to cry. It, it is a tragic <laughs> side of the story. And once again, adding pathos where there was none before. Absolutely. And speaking of adding pathos where there was none before. <laughs> what's yeah. up, Duloc? <laughs> Things are looking up here in Duloc. Just take a look. The things I'm cooking up here in Duloc. He likes to cook. A model that amazes. A plan with seven phases. Bum, 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 bum. 
things are looking up here in Tulock. They're looking up in Tulock. I take it this is one of your favorite songs. No, I well, they're both one of my favorite songs. I just think What's Up, Duloc is hilarious. Why? What do you mean, why? I don't like this song. Okay, why don't you like this song? I don't like overt camp. I like camp that's kind of, like, downplayed so that the bigger elements seem bigger, whereas this is just, like, everything's at 101. This song reminds me a lot of uh, Springtime for Hitler. I see that. Yeah? Except for Hitler is very short and has baby feet and... <laughs> dances a lot more um i like i honestly it's less about the song though and it's more just about the the choreography the visual and gags the, and all the that. visual gags yeah whereas i know it's today is totally about the song you don't even have to have the visuals and that song works perfectly <laughs> um i agree so they're, they're pol- i mean i get polar opposites polar opposites but i like them both but everyone i think a lot of my opinion of the song is tainted by how they marketed it because they basically marketed their entire musical off this song. This is what they performed at Tony's. This is what they used for the advertising. It bothers me. Because it just tried to promote it as the movie on stage, but campier. And it wasn't that. No. Honestly, I'm surprised that they used that one as the mark. Like, that would have been a funny thing to have, like, happen and you're like, you don't expect it. But having it be the marketing thing makes it a lot less funny. And that's why it kind of ruined it for me. Because it's really the only moment where it goes that crazily into camp. I think their Tony's performance would have been much better if they had sang Who I'd Be. Honestly. Yeah, definitely. Or uh, Big Bright Beautiful World would have been not terrible to sing. Um, or even This Is How a Dream Comes True, where they like escape from the dragon. That big number. Literally anything <laughs> but the camping joke number by the villain. <laughs> But even if you want, like, a campy, fun joke number, um, do the morning person number with the dancing rats. Yeah, even that one would have fit a little better. I'm surprised they didn't market it with, like, Freak Flag or something, where you can get that those politics points and all that stuff. I hate that song, fun fact. <laughs> I also, I also hate that song. Um, but whatever. But not for me. anyone in the world who would you be um i would be shrek <laughs> but shrek doesn't even want to be shrek that's true but that doesn't mean no one else wants to be him why do you want to be shrek do you want to fuck a green girl because i've always wanted to do that ever since um, my hero william shatner did it um no comment <laughs> okay well who i'd be is um another contender for best song in this i think there's a lot of songs I like in this, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I just... There's quite a few more songs that actually I enjoyed than when more, I initially more... was thinking about it. <laughs> so you, you... Now that we've talked about this, you're actually more yeah. positive about the music altogether. <laughs> I'm just becoming more and more positive about this as we go. Um, Who I'd Be uh, was really great. Fantastic act one closer. Um... I love that all three of them are singing, and it's obviously all about the same thing. Um, I'm really glad that they didn't have Farquaad come in to make the whole thing goofy. Um, (laughs) Great. It was great. What did you think? It ends on a sincere note. Like, Donkey's not making jokes during it. Shrek doesn't, like, fart at the end and be like, Oh, that'll keep you coming back. (laughs) No, they... (laughs) 
they live in this emotional moment where everyone's like, I wish I was better than what I am. It's great. It's great. <laughs> and it means so much more after Shrek has just been basically rejected by Fiona for being what he is. Yeah. But Fiona's hiding that she's the same thing. So it's like, you know, you got all this conflict going on. It's great. And then Shrek lashes out a donkey and it's like, oh, all the drama in the world in this one song. <laughs> and it's good drama. It's not forced either. I think the fact that Farquaad doesn't appear in this song, though, just shows that he's kind of like almost a weird presence in this whole thing. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I feel like usually you'd have the villain show up in the act one closer, wouldn't you? I would have. Maybe in a different show, but not this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying is like Lord Farquaad just doesn't really fit into the picture. I think Farquaad doesn't belong in the Shrek movie. You, you should just skip right to Prince Charming. I think Farquaad is my favorite Shrek character, but I feel like he would be better in a different movie. <laughs> But I think I got you beat first. I like this song. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what it reminds me of, like the back and forth of my life was worse your than yours and your life. What what is um? There's like a movie where they do that. Is that is that Deadpool? Yeah, it's Deadpool. <laughs> Did Deadpool steal from Shrek the musical and no one noticed? Yeah, because you know Deadpool <laughs> is the most original piece of media ever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying no one called them out for it. Well, I didn't hear letters, anyone guys. say that. Start start a letter writing campaign. Can we can we get Ryan Reynolds to just admit that they stole from Shrek the Musical? Like just straight up, can they admit it at least? Yeah, and you guys should have casted um, Brian Darcy James as Deadpool. And honestly, I'm sad that you didn't because Brian Darcy James is a much better actor than Ryan Reynolds. I said it. I, I honestly I don't care who plays Deadpool because Deadpool is such a nothing character, anyways. He's literally Deadpool just a, a personification. He's a, meme. he's a meme. He's a yeah. He is a meme. He's a personification of pop culture. That's all he is. Mm -hmm. And even like Beetlejuice, who is a little Deadpool esque, has a character. Beetlejuice is Deadpool esque, but he's not Deadpool. Like he, what he has that's Deadpool esque is that he can break the fourth wall. And stuff like that. But Deadpool, that's the only thing he has. <laughs> uh, that's fair. But back to Shrek the Musical. What back do you to think Shrek the song, Musical. I think this song has once it's a lot like who I'd be for a majority of it, then they start farting at each other's butts. Yeah, the ending where they start farting a lot, um, I think I could uh I think I could do without that. Personally. I don't even mind it as long as they return to the emotional center of the song. Like, if that had happened, like, at the midpoint and they come back to being emotional, like... You don't understand it, though. The The farting is the emotional center. I, I see that's what they're trying to do, but I don't agree with it. <laughs> I forget if it was musical farts or not. Like, if the farts were in key and, like, melody. They were on beat, definitely. They were on beat. Because I think I got have you, you beat. Have you <laughs> have you seen um, Swiss Army Man? No. Do you at least know the premise of that? I, I don't, honestly. Um, Is it like Inspector Gadget? I kind of picture it like Inspector Gadget. 
No, Swiss Army Man has Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. <laughs> and Daniel Radcliffe plays a farting corpse. Oh. That good. teaches Paul Dano to like be more secure with himself over the course of a movie as they like fall in love with each other. What? <laughs> it's a okay. weird movie and you would love it, but the directors who are Daniels, that is their director, they're both named Daniel. They said okay. their pitch to their studios and to Paul Dano was the first fart makes you laugh, the last fart makes you cry. And I think that's kind of what they were trying to do uh, with this scene in Shrek the Musical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with you there. I don't think they succeeded, but I don't disagree with you. Whereas with Swiss Army Man, I was crying at the end of that movie, so. Did he talk in farts or did he just fart a lot? He farted a lot, but he also could talk like there was one part where paul dan was explaining him to like the world he's like you're you're supposed to hide your farts you're not supposed to fart in public because it's like embarrassing and he's like why would you hide your farts it's such a sad life to live <laughs> you hide your fart because they smell and people don't like things that smell bad and whatever it's a weird movie you should see it. i never I love your thoughts on it i, I, I don't know what what are we gonna do when I see that movie and I'm just not able to explain it because my words fail? When words fail. What will I do? When words fail, how will she know how I feel? When words fail, will I fail to do? I have a snowball's chance. Are my prospects just to? words fail she'll know what i mean if words fail she'll just take my hand she sees me like no one else has if words fail she'll understand she'll understand Up, oh, we'll go on to the next song. When words fail. <laughs> when words fail. Um, Dude, this song is so good. I I like want to sob every time I hear it. It's so good. I felt really bad for Shrek. Like really bad for Shrek. <laughs> Did you like, think you'd be it, saying that it's, before it's, you sat down and listened to this? I feel like this song just really emphasizes that he is not able to express his the way he feels to anyone because he's never really done anything like that before and it's it's, right. it's very it's tragic man it's very emotional great song fantastic also i don't think he farts one time in the whole thing no he does not fart in that whole song you're right man i nailed i put the nail on the pin so you think the song is great because he doesn't fart throughout it i i agree with you that's my good. that's my criticism but he doesn't fart throughout it so i think it's good you, oh, I thought you were going to say it's bad because he doesn't fart throughout it. No, no, I'm saying that my critique of it is that it is very good because he doesn't fart. So you're giving it a 0 out of 10, needed more farts. Uh, I'm going to a 3 out of 10, slightly above average. I think the song is good. Um, I, but then again, I might that might also be my little kid version of me being like, Girls don't like me! And I wish they would, and I don't know how to talk because I'm a weirdo. I don't know how to talk to girls. I just blah, 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 blah whenever I talk to them. I start singing <laughs> songs from Shrek the Musical, and they just stare at me. <laughs> they don't understand what I'm, what I'm going through. Only Shrek understands. You know what I don't like in both Shrek the Movie and Shrek the Musical that happens, like, right after this song? Um... The fact that Donkey gets his dick sucked by Dragon? No. That part's good. You like good. that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking okay. about the fact that the whole entire second act becomes just like, hey, Shrek misheard something she said and refuses to ask her what actually she meant by that or talk to Donkey and have him explain what they were talking about. 
he just straight up reacts to it as if it was exactly what he thought it was and i don't know is it frustrating well shrek is kind of a stubborn guy that's like i know what my life is i know like i felt in character at least but i get what you're saying yeah. i'm not a big fan of like liar or mishearing and shit like that i don't like that plot line in movies to begin with it's just frustrating it's like oh man God forbid the characters just talk to each other for two seconds and resolve this conflict. <laughs> Andrew, I'm pretty sure I just heard you say that you don't want to talk to me anymore, and you know what I'm going to do to get over that in my anger? Wait, I can explain. Nope, nope, I'm building a wall. <laughs> what a fool to think she might love me. Charming, I wanted my home back. A lucky boy, our wishes came true. build a wall i do like I kind build of a wall. i like the song but i also kind of don't like what it represents in that he's just shutting himself off because he just misheard somebody <laughs> he's shutting himself off because that's all he ever really wanted and like he's going back to his initial big bright beautiful world like needs i guess it's not the song or the goal that is the problem it's the reason that he's reapproached that goal is so stupid but then again, if your life is always telling you that you're ugly and then you hear someone else say that something that might imply that you're ugly and no one will ever love you. I almost feel like it would have worked better if Fiona and Shrek like kind of admitted they liked each other and then Farquaad showed up and Fiona was like, oh, I'm going to go with him because this is what I've always wanted. And then they both do like what they've always wanted. Or you know? even like, and then I they, need to and do then this they both... thing, but wait, wait for me, Shrek, wait for me. But then Shrek, like, kind of loses it and is like, she just left me, ah. <laughs> she didn't even say goodbye, or even if Farquaad kidnapped her. Oh man, that would have been literally anything other than he walks well, up to the got... door and, and she happens to be talking about herself and say ugly, and he's like, oh jeez, she's talking about me. <laughs> No one will ever care about Shrek. Yeah, I don't know. But Build a Wall is a good song. <laughs> Build a Wall is a great song. It's the one time where I feel like they really indulge in the rocky elements of the soundtrack. You know what I kind of noticed? I think. What? Did you did you kind of notice that like Farquaad and all those guys have more a less rocky sound to them and then Shrek is like very like rock, like blues rock kind of sound? Am, am I crazy? I mean it Story-wise, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I also think Fiona had a more, like, especially with, like, uh, I know it's today or whatever. She had a more fairy like tale a... sound, yeah. Yeah. Whereas Shrek was, all like, throughout the whole thing had this, like, rock sound to him. I thought that was neat. I wouldn't neat. even call it rock, but I, I think that's an intentional choice. Yes. I, I'm just pointing out something I noticed, I guess. I mean, it's not like you do a podcast where I literally, literally force you to point out things you notice. I don't think there's any other songs I'd want to talk about, unless we want to talk about Freak Flag and how we don't like it. Can we but... just whine about Freak Flag? I feel like we're always so positive. We need to bitch about something. This just felt really forced to me. And I guess it was probably more relevant at the time because this came out in, what, 2010? Yeah, around uh, in the Obama years where you're like, oh, life can be happy. We can be happy and love each other, right? Right? Well, what I'm saying is I think it was it was more relevant to have this sort of, like, anthem. Everyone is type wonderful song. and everyone loves each other. Well, that's not what this song's about, though. I'm so great because I'm different. 
Yeah, I mean that's what this song is about. I just I feel like it's forced and it doesn't really fit. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Makes dollars, not sense. I don't like this song just because I don't. It's not a part of the plot. It's a pl- part of yeah. Like that's our what I'm saying. Characters. It's not. It's not even secondary characters. They're like tertiary characters. I mean, honestly, like who the fuck really cares about Gingerbread Man and Pinocchio? Gingy was like annoying sounding through the whole thing. I thought like. I get it, that's you what mean, he sounds like, like in the, the movie, but... Through the Shrek series? No, I mean in the musical, like, Gingerbread Man's singing is not okay. <laughs> I mean, the girl that portrayed him has a really nice voice, it's just like, we gotta get through the... We gotta get through the impression to get there. Yeah, that's the problem, is the impression. Um, and honestly, like, nobody... Nobody really cares about these fairy tale creatures. They don't really do anything of real consequence um in the whole show and we really didn't need to cut back to them to have them do their their oh my goodness i'm so proud of the fact that i'm different song because the whole show is already about that (laughs) andrew have you ever thought that you might need to let your freak flag wave let your freak flag wave? they weren't even all freaks i mean some of them are just pigs I mean, also, you're not wrong. It's also really confusing that the fairy godmother is the same fairy godmother as the second Shrek movie, but if you've seen the second Shrek movie, you know that she's the villain. And But in this Can one, I she's also celebrating. Say it's really weird that the wolf uses the tea slur, and it makes me feel really uncomfortable. That's not a slur, is it? Yeah, it's a slur. People who are trans don't like to be referred to as that. But the wolf was trans and referred to himself as that. Her, I, I don't even know. It has not been taken back in the same way, and a lot of people have objected to its use in this show. And honestly, I don't think the rhyme is good enough to... Nope, nope, I don't care. Um, but let's talk about the real finale. What do you think of I'm a Believer, the classic uh, monkey <laughs> song that was covered by... Smash Mouth, and then covered by Shrek in Shrek the Musical. I think that song isn't that good to begin with, but I do prefer the Monkees to the Beatles. The Monkees are better than the Beatles, and the Monkees' song Daydream Believer is better than the Beatles' entire discography. Um, I think the Monkees TV show is better than any Beatles movie. That's also true. Uh, Yellow Submarine is garbage. Have you watched the Monkees TV show? Um, it's very campy and bizarre. It's great. It's the best kind of campy and bizarre, though. Have you seen the Banana Splits show? No, my dad used to like that show as a kid, but I never watched it. But I know you you... were a big fan of the new horror remake. Did you know they made a horror remake? (laughs) Yes, you told me about this. Pretty sure on a different podcast. I know, I just have to bring this up as much as I can. (laughs) All right, all right. Um... What's your overall thoughts on Shrek the Musical? It's alright. I think it's better than the movie. <laughs> um, I, I, If I'm going to be honest, I really do like Shrek the Musical. I really am a big fan of everything that it brings to the table. There's a lot of effort put in by the creators, the collaborators, the composers, the book writer. It's not perfect, and... Honestly, I if I'm bored one night and I turn on Netflix, I will enjoy it and watch it all the way through. And my I, cheese rating is toasted onion cheese log because ogres are <laughs> like onions. Oh, they have layers. Yes, they do. What about you, Andrew? What was your overall <laughs> thoughts? Um, I thought it was okay. I, I mean, again, I think it's pretty much on par with the original Shrek movie. Um. It kind of has some of the same flaws that the Shrek movie does, um, but it does patch some of those up with a, with some more heart. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't say it's anything, like, spectacular, but, I mean, if you got some free time and you have Netflix, I mean, just go watch the damn thing, you know? <laughs> I, I will say it is the best musical to have on while you're having sex, because if you're just, like, banging away, you could always just turn and be like, look at Shrek, he's funny. That's true, and it's also really good to have on while you're having sex because um, there's constant fart noises to maintain your erection. (laughs) (laughs) 
Give her fucking she's writing a goddamn pervert. I don't I don't know. I'm gonna give it one of those stinky cheeses. I don't even know what type of <laughs> the cheese that smells because that trick parts you, a lot. You, you made me stop what I was doing so you give a cheese rating. <laughs> then you don't even, you don't even put an ounce of effort into it. <laughs> Not even a tiny bit of effort. None. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone. Please leave us reviews on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Musicals with Cheese. Our Twitter is at cheesy musicals. Please support us on Patreon at Musicals with Cheese. Our Instagram is Musicals with Cheese, and our YouTube page is also Musicals with Cheese. Feel free to send us an email at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our amazing title card was created by the equally amazing Jolene Casco. Give her some love over at Instagram at Jolene Casco. Andrew, is there anything left you want to say before we wrap it all up tonight? <laughs> uh, well, better... <laughs> Better out than in, I've always said. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye. On musicals with cheese. <laughs>